0: Welcome to Pull the Shoot, our weekly podcast where we talk to business owners, C-level executives, and experts from around the world. Our goal? To help as many businesses as possible grow to the next level. It's our hope that by interviewing these business leaders and hearing how they built their culture and their company, that you might gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission is to change the top-down mentality of leadership and help others to create and implement. A transformational leadership style that is uplifting, supportive, and appreciative towards your people. We believe if you grow your people, you'll grow your company. Welcome to the podcast. We're excited that you're here. It's Jeff and Jana back as always. Uh, We're having a lot of fun. So, uh, 2023 has really started out to be just a lot of fun to talk about a lot of great topics. And again uh as we always uh, close with but i'll open with on this one we're always here to help you guys grow and be the best that you can be that's why we do these podcasts so welcome
1: yes bring us questions yes. questions for 2023 yeah so my my motto for 2023 is how are you showing up how am i showing up how are we all showing up 2023 jeff and i have determined is kind of a transitional year right we're all face-to-face now. No more of this hiding in our closets and in our rooms and in our wherever we've held those Zoom meetings right. for the last three years. Uh, it's also some transition just economically. We're talking about a recession, but is there a recession? The un- unemployment rate is still low. So right. what's going on? People are moving. A lot of movement going on in the country just in general. Large cities are losing a lot of people to mid-sized cities where they want a better living experience. And mm-hmm. so it's kind Kind of interesting. What is on your heart or head for 2023?
0: Yeah. So as we move into that, you know, one of the things that Jan and I always uh, come across when we work with companies uh, and individuals, too, is the failure to give up control if you own the business. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is it is the hardest one for someone that owns a business and and we focus on small to medium-sized businesses Mm -hmm. and so that makes it even tougher because you know as you get bigger at some point you have to you're forced to give up control but when you're small to medium-sized giving up control is the hardest thing and and the struggle that they have and they don't understand is that if they give up control on certain things and if they are allowing others to do some of those functions, they will grow. But if they continue to hold the control, they're not going to grow. And that is one of my biggest struggles. I Mm -hmm. talk to companies all the time about this, uh, you know, company owners. Um, And it is a a battle. It is a constant battle. What are your thoughts?
1: I think it is a constant battle. And I think the key for business owners is knowing everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Everybody. No one is an island out there where they can do everything. And I really think... It's very important for your business owner to know where you fit into the puzzle. Really. Anchor, yeah. And making sure you're delegating what you don't feel like you want to do or you're good at. And finding those key people, that that talent that's going to bring that element into your business so that you can oversee at times and recognize that you do have to perhaps give up control in that certain area because you're not the best at it. Nobody is. Right. You know, nobody is the best at everything. And I think that's important to know what that is.
0: And and you hit a key word there, oversee. Um, as a business owner, one of the things that you want to get to is that you oversee mm-hmm. things that are going on, not have to do it. So one of the biggest complaints I hear from clients is, you know, when I started this, I thought I was going to be able to control my hours, work 40, maybe 45 <laughs> hours a week. And all of a sudden now I'm working 80 and I don't like it. How do mm-hmm. I, how do I fix that? Mm-hmm. And, and the response is always, well, are you controlling everything? Mm-hmm. And what can you give up to others that they can do? Well, they won't do it the way I want them to do it. That's not the answer because they might do it better than you would that's do right. it. And that's, that's right. where you have to be open. Um, you have to be able to A, train them on the position and feel comfortable knowing that they're gonna do it, but then allow them to have their input. I always tell business owners, look, not only ask them you know, how they like their job or what they're doing, but ask them what they need to improve their mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. What do you need that's gonna make it better? And and you know, it could be it could cut whatever they do by five minutes, it could cut it by an hour. I don't know the answer to that, but um but or, or make them be more efficient. They could, you know, they can do it um just a better job and and, and the results are better and, and things of that nature. So I think it's important to ask those questions, but you know, the hard part is making sure that you oversee more than you actually do.
1: Yeah, I agree. I always use this analogy and people think it's pretty funny just because, you know, again I'm a girl, but I always talk about football teams. <laughs> the football teams that do the best are those those football teams that understand where their strengths are and where their weaknesses are. Their safeties, their receivers, the quarterback, the you know, the defensive mm-hmm. line. It's very true. There are very specific skill sets yeah, that's for right. every aspect of your business and really knowing how to hire And how to retain great employees. And I think that's a big thing is how to retain. Uh, I always suggest weekly meetings or some type of a get-together where everybody gets in the room and everybody has a say. So if you are a business owner and you're having conflict or you're questioning maybe your CRM or or Mm -hmm. whatever, your marketing or how the finances are moving through the company, Get everybody in the room and get everybody's opinion. The beautiful thing about a mid-sized business and a small business as well is you've got a lot of different personalities and a lot of people with different expertise. And so when you give them the opportunity to talk and to suggest and to feel like they're being recognized and heard, I think it's really important for the team. It makes the team feel like they want to contribute.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So So here's, here's the struggle you're going to run into when you do that too, by the way, is that it's natural for your employees to, when you ask their, your, their opinion, they're going to either tell you what you want to hear yeah. or they're not going to tell you anything because they're afraid to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So, as the employer, as the leader, you've got to get them comfortable, knowing that whatever they mm-hmm. say is acceptable. Exactly. Um, and and that's the key. So it's going to take a few times to do that. Know that. Um, and sometimes, you know, you might have to call them out and say, you know, Hey, Jana, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And and their and based on their hesitation or their response, it might be they're telling you what you what they think you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would suggest if that continues to happen is pull them to the side and say, look, I really need your honest opinion. I don't need you to tell me what you think I want to hear. I want I I want people that are going to say, I don't think that's the right thing to do. Uh, you know, my, my marketing girl does that to me all the time. I, (laughs) I come up with ideas and she goes. I don't think we want to do that. And I love her for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Because she's controlling the brand and she's controlling the messaging, um, which is awesome. You know, I'm full of thoughts and ideas, not always good ones, but I'm still full of thoughts and ideas, but I trust her to push back Yeah, and Uh, and my whole team. I mean, again, you're human. So
1: none of our ideas are all going to be perfect all the time, but at least you're giving them the environment to express. And that's the biggest thing is that they get to express and feel like they're a part of the team. That's the big thing.
0: Well, and I, really I tell it. her all the time, I go, look, I don't pay you to do what I want you to do. I pay you to, to yep. tell me what I need to do. What I need to do, yeah. yeah. The uh, other thing you can
1: do is you can always have people write it down if they don't want to. some, cause some yeah, people that's also true. They don't want to say it in front of another coworker, right. perhaps, or whatever. That's a good point. Whatever the, so sometimes if you say, okay, I'm going to put a suggestion box out for a few months, yeah. feel free to use it. You don't even have to put your name on yeah. you know, your suggestion, but at least let's get some Let's get some interaction going. Let's get some comments going and some dialogue going. I'm such a big dialogue person. I always like everything, you know, in front. Because I think also it teaches people how to communicate with each other. Yeah, it does. You know, how to uh, be gentle in maybe giving a correction or to understand that everybody has feelings and that everybody has opinions. So it does help the communication stream a little bit better, too, if you can once in a while get people to just talk about it. Do a team exercise. You know, I know people say they're corny, but I got to tell you, the icebreakers and those team exercise things really do help people feel free to speak when something comes up.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as you start to grow, you maybe think of something here, Jana, which is these personality tests, Yes, um, because they really tell you how someone's going to respond to certain situations. Um, And so if you're the owner, the leader, the executive, you know, have your people take some personality tests Mm -hmm. just so that you know, and you can share how to you know, communicate properly with yes. that person because, you know, some people don't take criticism well, right? No, right. Um, and so how you criticize is going to be important. Um, how you come back to them with information is going to be important. Some people are very overbearing mm-hmm. and being able to control them and tone them down in a meeting is going to be critical mm-hmm. because, you know, they're, they're boisterous and they're, you know, they, they, they don't know what they're saying is going to affect other people. That's right. So it's, it's uh, you know, I think that's an important thing to remember and to do. Um, as you start to grow. I mean, when you start to get enough people in there, I think it's going to be critical to do because it's really going to help you. I know several of the clients that I've worked with have, have taken the disc test or... Yes. Or What's the...
1: the new one? The big... The, the new oh, one. yeah. What is that one? We were talking about that the other
0: day. Yeah. I remember.
1: It's the one where you're a... An eight or a seven
0: or a yeah, six right, or yeah.
1: An eight with a five backup. Yeah,
0: somebody, somebody will email us it and begins tell us with what that a. one yeah, is. Yeah, email. It it <laughs> I
1: can't remember. Anyway, but that's the big one. You know, there's always these phases. Yeah, this was really big. You know, like five years ago, yep. and then there were the ones before that. Your love language was big. I'm dating myself. <laughs> like, like, Twenty years ago. Yeah, well, my,
0: my Myers Briggs was one of the first yes, ones, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, now the key to me, if you're going to do that though, too, Jeff, is give your employees time to do it. What happens is a lot of times <laughs> they, you throw them that and you say, okay, I need that an hour let them have the night or let them let them be in a comfortable environment to fill that out so that they're being real because you know just like you said like I can remember I'm thinking I really want this gig, or I really want this job I'm going to fill it out according to what I think he or she wants me to say and that's not the way to do it that's not helping you that's not helping them you're going to be stuck in something you know in, in a position that you don't thrive in Part of what I talk about in my book is there are real specific ways that people communicate based on how they were raised, based on whether they're a creative, an intellectual, a technological, or sort of what I call a kinesthetic, a Uh feeling touchy. All of those different personality types tend to communicate very differently. Some communicate very specifically with a lot of adjectives and they describe visually. Some communicate by how it made them feel. Then there's your technological people or your people that are very analytical and they're going to communicate in a very structured way with little bullet points. Mm -hmm. You've got to really understand how how your team, how your workforce, thrives and how they communicate the best, that's how you want to communicate with them because that's how you're going to get the most results out of them. So it's important to know that. Yeah, I
0: agree. I agree. Yeah, Yeah, I was sitting here on the laptop as you were talking, trying to figure out that other one we can't remember, but uh, I I haven't found it yet. So somebody please email us, will you please uh, let us know what that one is? But yeah, I agree. And and I think that um, as you move forward, just identifying, again, what we've talked about before um, is your strengths and and your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Um, as a leader as an owner um, and then uh, as I always say surround yourself with people that, that can fill those voids for you it's mm-hmm. critical and I think that's something that um, that we don't do enough of as a leader you know we always think we have to have all the answers and the reality is we're probably better if we don't mm-hmm. we're better if we're willing to allow our people around us to fill the voids and make them the experts um, you know and, and, and always you know I get people that ask a question, and I might go, you know, Janie, you're probably a better one to answer that than I am, and and let them do it. Let them them do it. it, Um, So don't feel like you always have to have all the answers with all that stuff. I think that that's critical.
1: Well, and I think another thing that we're seeing a little bit more in the workforce is inclusivity and understanding that sometimes the book, the cover of the book, is not what is inside of the book. And I think we're getting a lot better at... Being very inclusive in our in our work environments, I think legally it, we are in a in a place sort of in our country where we we need to be and we mm-hmm. should be and we have to be, so that inclusivity is very important. And that's also another aspect of knowing your workforce and knowing your employees, getting their backstory a little bit, understanding. I always say it's so fun to get them out of the workforce and someplace in an environment that's very neutral but very nurturing you know, uh, around water, in a park, somewhere where they're, they feel very relaxed, and then finding out a little bit more about them personally. I think that's really important. Yeah. I think that can only serve you well. Uh, That also brings us into not only knowing your employees, but allowing them to be who they are. And I talk a little bit about this, about style. And it's, I feel like now more than ever, you have an opportunity to really be comfortable in your skin and how you show up for people in your, in your work day, just in general. And so I, I always like to kind of challenge my clients a little bit to understand what their style is and to put that, that best foot forward, as we say, and yeah. uh, not be afraid of it. Because the more you feel comfortable in how you are showing up and presenting yourself, the more comf- the more confidence you have. And so the more comfortable your co-workers feel in talking to you and understanding who you are, you know, right off the get-go, I think it's important. Now, don't, you can't get crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I, yeah. I, I agree with that. You've got to
1: be respectful of the work environment, That's but right. still. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and I think, you know, there's two places you show up, right? One is at the place that you work when you're in there Mm -hmm. and the other of course is even if you're working remote when you get on zoom calls Oh, yes. so that's that's critical to make sure you do that but I want to take that even a step further and that is uh, you show up for yourself as you Mm -hmm. as you talked about Mm -hmm. right so um, I personally uh, always encourage people to get up if they're working from home is to get up every morning and dress like you're going into Mm -hmm. the office whether you're working from home or not and some people are like well I enjoy and I work better when I'm in my sweats and I'm like do you really? I, you know, it's yeah. just my challenge to you, to challenge you to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a tendency to always, you know, wear like a button-down mm-hmm. shirt. Um, you know, I, I don't have shorts on; I have jeans on, mm-hmm. and, and I actually even have my dress shoes on, whether I'm working from home or not, because um, it makes me feel better about who I am, and I'm showing up, and I feel like I am way more efficient when I do that versus those days. Um, and I never stay in my pajamas, but those days when I just kind of dress sloppy, mm-hmm. I throw a hoodie on, um, you know, it's overcast outside, especially when the weather too. I mean, I know, I'm a scary. weather person yeah. too, right? Yeah. So if it's overcast outside, uh, or rainy, I'm all about dressing up so I feel mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. If it's sunny outside and I dress up, man, I'm, I'm on cloud nine. I'm yeah. really rocking it, but, yeah. but I think that's important, um, to, to maintain, even if you're on a Zoom call, you know, I used to work with a company when we used to, um, have calls them, and I worked with a lot of women, and they'd say, "Well, I'm not camera ready." And I used to say, "Look, I had three daughters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, camera ready is not an excuse for me." Yeah. Um. So I need you to be on camera. Yeah. And so they finally learned that if I was calling them, they were gonna have to be on camera, whether they were camera ready or not. Mm-hmm. So usually they were camera ready, but it forced them to be ready. I mean, you know, they they if they wanted, they put a little makeup on. Uh. You know, they they had a you know nice outfit on but they felt that they had to be camera-ready because I was going to force them to be on the camera. But I did that because I wanted them to you know, really dive into who they were yes. and, and to feel good about it and, and, show go, and, and goes and show up. And it goes back to style, Janet yeah. uh, that you're it talking goes, about. Well,
1: and it goes back to energy begets energy. This is what I've true. always said. And that is, if you're getting up and you're making an effort, and you want to present yourself a certain way to the universe that day, then that's energy. You have put energy into that, into that goal, into that, you know, direction, which means you tend to be more focused in moving that day forward and making certain choices because you have already sort of taken that Mm -hmm. under control, taken that, you know... I just really believe that energy begets energy, and the more that we present ourselves and the more confident we feel internally, yep. the more we are presenting ourselves and the more confident we feel externally, and that energy shows when you're talking to people. Even on a Zoom call, When the looking at the camera is not the same as looking into somebody's eyes, but yeah. still, there's an energy there that you're there creating that commands a little bit of respect it commands a little bit of oh this person has presented themselves this way I'm going to listen to what they have to say so.
0: well and there's two things there too I believe first of all um, when net you have that energy I find anyway and I know the people I've talked to also believe this um, that you get things done more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, your brain is kind of focused, you're focused, you feel good about what you're doing, you feel good about your environment. All those things help you to focus and get things done much more efficiently, um, which let's face it, folks, you get it done faster, you got more time for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when you have a tendency to dawdle around and not sure how to do this, and, and it all is about the energy, really, it's all about focusing in. So and the second part of that is, and I think, Jen would agree with you, we would like to challenge you uh, yes. to, to actually do this, take two weeks, and come every day, every morning, um, like you're, you know, going to the office, decide your style, decide what you're gonna do. Don't stay in your pajamas if you're working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dress to, dress the part. Um, and see if it doesn't change your energy, doesn't change your efficiencies, and it just doesn't change your mental attitude about things.
1: Yeah. So I was talking to my son, uh, yesterday, last night, because he started his culinary school this morning, and it starts at eight o'clock in the morning. And he's a chef. So he's been working till like 11 <laughs> at night all wired up because it's a very high-end, very busy, energetic restaurant, right? So then he'll go to his, hang out with his friends or whatever till two, 1 or 2 in the morning to chill down. And he came home for the holidays, right? So he's used to sleep until 11, 12. Yeah. He starts school this morning at 8 o'clock. So I told <laughs> him, yesterday I said, let me just tell you something. You're going to have to get up because it takes you a few minutes to wake up at about a half hour, 45 minutes before what you normally would wake up for to get ready and go go to Mm -hmm. school, culinary school. You've got to be on. You've got to be focused. So I've challenged him for the next couple of weeks to go to bed by like 11 o'clock, which is like three hours earlier than he's used to going to sleep, and waking up at 6.30 so he can be up for at least an hour before he has to be at his 8 o'clock class, and he's going to try to do it. He says, because truthfully, like when you get up, roll out of bed, you know, and they barely the general Zers, you know, those 20-somethings. Yep. They barely brush their hair or they brush their teeth before they go roll into a class or roll into a gig, whatever. So he's really going to try to do that. So I'm, I'm anxious to see if yeah, he's really going to get up at 6.30 and present himself like a, the chef that he is at night. You know, yeah. It's going to be interesting. That because, will be interesting. Yeah. That's good. That's the real deal. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. So um, anyway, so we're excited about this, uh, this topic. You can tell we're passionate about it. Um, again, you know, knowing you as a, as a uh, kind of recap here knowing who you are as a business yes. owner is important um knowing where you can give things up is critical we we ask you to examine yourself and and again look to be the overseer not the doer on everything that happens um it's going to find that you're going to give yourself more time um and this always leads to as Jan and and I always talk about being able to work on your business instead of always that's being a, in your be in business. Your business yeah. um, and 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 to be able to do that. I think that's critical. But I think overly uh the final thing is look at your style, look at who you are and, and encourage your people to have a style. That and maybe it's a style that people that you have that people want to replicate. Mm-hmm. Um and it's that's an important style because um it's something that energizes them because they see the energy that you put out. And, you know, again, leadership is all about presentation. It's all about being there. It's all about um, being able to walk the walk, not always just talk the talk. And and leadership isn't about dragging people or pulling them forward. It's about looking behind you and seeing that they're following you. And when you can uh, be able to put people in the right seat on the bus, as we've talked about, know your limitations, be a good supporter of your people and understand who you are as a person and what your style is going to be that's a good leader that's gonna actually be able to have people following you as you go, as you move into the new year. And, and we're excited about 2023, so. We
1: really are excited about it. And it's not that difficult if you don't know your style to figure it out. It really isn't. There are all kinds of supports online for you to find out if you're a visual person, if you're a technical person, mm-hmm. if you're a more feely, touchy, kind of a kinesthetic person. It's easy to identify that. And once you identify that, then it's just moving into how you communicate with your coworkers, with your boss, with your family members, all of that. Being confident in who you are. We're all very different. We're not expected to be exactly alike. That's the beauty of a workforce or a support system or team sports, anything like that. Everything is team-driven, even families. Yeah. So it's really just knowing where you shine and not and being confident in that position.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So as, as we always say, we, we do these podcasts uh, as a way to help you Grow and be the best that you can be. That's one of our goals here at Pull the Shoot. So we're excited to be able to help you with these. If you ever have questions, please don't hesitate. Visit the website, pulltheshoot.net, excuse me, um, or Jeff at pulltheshoot.net. Um, and Jana, how can they get hold of you?
1: JanaLandry.com. Just go on my website. Uh, I've got my email there. You can just email me directly. Ask me anything. That's what I tell my clients. Yeah. Ask me anything. I've heard it
0: all. (laughs) Yeah. So we're here. We're here for you. We're excited uh, for 2023. We hope you are uh, learning and and being able to use these podcasts as a way to improve who you are as not only a person, but as a business. So thanks. We appreciate all the listeners. Um, Until the next time, stay safe and be healthy.